I think we're about to say the same thing, so go ahead. Um, perhaps. Maybe I you should like say I... it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> One, I... two, three. Pikachu can stop 9 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these YouTube podcast videos get tons of views. Mm -hmm. Like people sometimes only consume it that way, yeah, which is odd. I see more like um, it's that podcast with those two middle-aged women who are blonde. You know what I'm talking about? It's um, it sounds like fifty different. No, podcasts it's it's a you of. would recognize their faces. I think I should have said I can't remember what the podcast is called, but I I don't know anything about who they are, like why they have a podcast, like mm -hmm. why it's so successful. I know it's like really really popular, and they get like a ton of fun guests and stuff. I. I don't know anything about them, but again, I see them on Instagram reels and Twitter and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just know who they are just by virtue of the video component, but don't know anything about the podcast. Ah, interesting. So totally makes sense. They got me, but. Hmm. I, I feel like I am upset when a podcast has a video component because if I, because I listen to a lot of podcasts in yeah. my commute and if there's a video component that I'm not able to consume yeah i feel like i'm missing out you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm not gonna watch a video of a podcast at right. home you right. know what i mean for the most part unless it's someone i really like yeah. so i feel like i i wish people would stick to the strictly podcast my, format my news podcast will do that a lot where they'll play clips of some news topic or whatever yeah and it's it means nothing to me i just hear like you know the the halls of congress but i can't mm -hmm. see anything and, and then they don't describe it either. They just like talk about it. And I'm like, why? Like, you know that most of your people listen to this. So yeah. there's no point at all in having that or without like describing it more. Our commitment to you uh, as lads who game is <laughs> that we will not have a video podcast Unless mm -hmm. we can we make get money. paid, yeah. yeah. Unless, yeah. We get, unless we can make money, dude. Right. And then and we then we certainly will have a video podcast. And we will and isolate. always describe the videos to you, though. So no, you, we no. will isolate our our podcast. Oh, listeners. okay, okay. Yeah, I like the sure. idea of having um, you know, there's like the alt text, you know, mm -hmm. but um, it's just one of us just describing. And Jimmy lifted his coffee cup, and he took a sip, and he's still holding it. And he swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need a alt text for that when you can hear all of these different. No, no, things. no. That's all. That's good alt text. <laughs> um, I. Oh, did we want to talk about nine eleven? <laughs> Jimmy. We. Well, well, now we now we have to provide. <laughs> no, we're not talking about. It. Okay, uh, can I just describe what it is, and we don't have to yes, talk about yes. it? Yes, okay. yes. I'm going to request. I mean, that you, you have do. to talk about, <laughs> how I talk about why. So I got vetoed by the lads. Um, mm -hmm. Just so you, the fans Rightfully know, I so. wanted to bring yeah. this sweet content to you, but I was forbidden. I saw a TikTok. We're a democracy here. Just yesterday, and so it sounds like someone has forgotten. <laughs> I saw a TikTok just yesterday of a guy who was going through a team of six Pokemon like what would what would your team of six be to try and stop 9-11 from happening and I thought it was so funny and I would like the record for the record to know that I have assembled a team of six but I'm forbidden from you gotta, I just want to go ahead and, just and ask dude, that's on our Patreon yeah, yeah. <laughs> we only have one thing on our Patreon and it's Jimmy's 9-11 Pokemon team did saying that out loud at all make you realize that maybe that's not great chit chat <laughs> here's, long here's okay here's here's what I'll say about this okay, my, fine, my fine what's your team to stop Pearl Harbor then <laughs> my my aversion to this particular subject is less about um, the um, offensive nature of the question itself mm -hmm. and more about the fact that it's not a fair fight. And I don't feel like I could <laughs> I could name the correct Pokemon because I, I don't have as much knowledge as you do. Sure. And you so, can just use Gen 1 if you want. I don't oh, even do you feel... fair fight against Jimmy? Like you against Jimmy? Uh, yes, I don't mean oh, against the terrorists. That's what is I, that what you thought I was I talking about? I thought you were like saying... Well, it's not, there's no way, like, it's not a fair question. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I feel like Pokemon obviously have the upper hand every time. I'm not going to go into the specifics the, of the well, team, but I feel okay, like. Okay, so here's the thing. The the gentleman who put this question out there mm -hmm. um, 
brought up a good point about Pokemon do have a natural advantage, but you got to get them on the plane. And so that's going to be difficult. <laughs> no comment. Um, I, I have a, I have a topic to, t- to chat about. Please. Um, <laughs> Go, the floor addresses <laughs> the gentleman in the last of us t-shirt. <laughs> um, my, my, uh, my thing, it's a game pitch that I've pitched to you privately, but will now do publicly. For the next season? Which, no, 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 no. I was this like, is not a season. Me. No, no, no. Yeah. We, would, we would never discuss such private matters on the podcast. Yeah. No. I've been playing Marvel Snap yes. on, on my phone, and I'm obsessed with it. Wow. I really am. And I'm not a big deck builder game kind mm-hmm. of guy, but something about this, it is. I think it is a really, really well constructed mm-hmm. game, and mm-hmm. the logic of it is like so interesting to me. And the way that do do you know how it's set up? Like, do you know mm-hmm. the, the okay? So it's like a it's a card collecting game, obviously. And as you level up, you can like collect new cards that have different abilities, basically. But how how it is, it's like there's three different rows that you're dealing with, and each one can hold four cards, mm-hmm. and each card has you know, certain energy cost, power levels. I mean, pretty standard, like, card sure. stuff. And then, like, you know, special abilities or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then each row has, is, like, a different location within the Marvel Universe, and they have their own rules. So maybe one of mm-hmm. them is, like, cards that are played here that, like, have a three power get an extra two, you know, whatever mm-hmm. in it. And so there's all these different rules, and it switches every single time. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a really good, like, variance to it. Um, I think the game is really um good about uh not like being pay to win like Mm -hmm. all of the stuff that you can buy are like cosmetic upgrades because you can upgrade your cards um i'm i'm having a blast i I love that for you i haven't played a mobile game in a really long time me me either i'm not i have not been into a mobile one but this one is like really scratching the itch because the games are really short so if i'm just like kind of like waiting around for something i can just when we um, when we do the video component of the podcast we'll put that on the side as opposed to subway runners (laughs) yeah (laughs) your gameplay feed of you playing uh marvel snap is that what it's called marvel snap is there in a physical version of this game too or is it only uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I do know that they just released it on Steam. So mm-hmm. there's a desktop oh. version of it as well. Okay. That might make um, me more inclined to play it, honestly. I just yeah. feel like downloading it on my phone. Yeah. Just, I don't know if I'd ever I, do it. I, this past week, played for the first time um, at work uh, Pokemon, the TCG. So a, a student brought in the cards oh. and I played like the physical oh, oh. TCG. I was like, what are you, what? What are you talking about? No, oh, like, the yeah, card like, game. And, I know we, I don't know if we've mentioned this on mic before, but we, the three of us have discussed the idea of doing a card night, um, Mm -hmm. a a TCG night. And I think I I would, now I'm confident we should do that. It was so (laughs) much fun. Yeah. I'd love to play that. Love to check out Marvel Snap, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a physical, because I think there is something fun with card games of like having the physical cards. Yeah. I think that magic has to be in there as well, like just as a a classic. Yeah, I would totally be interested to try magic. I tried um, Blizzard's one uh, and I played it for a bit. Hearthstone, they have one as well. I heard a lot about that. Yeah. It's also digital though, right? It's digital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But we should definitely have a physical board game night. Yeah. I'm always down. That would make for. We don't really do this, but that would be for a fun uh, stream, like a Twitch stream playing like a, a card game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we got to yeah. rig the overhead cam for the, yeah. for the table. Yeah, we okay. got yeah, to get a big setup. That's when that's when we get into our studio, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. which um, can be funded by listeners like you at I, any time. I'm seeing into the future PBS. here, and when the lads become an even bigger empire than we already mm-hmm. are, yeah. um, we could have a TCG component of excuse me, as I burp, mm-hmm. of the lads. Uh, and Like lads trading cards, but there's just three of us. There's <laughs> <laughs> just, just tra- well, three, three, three of us. I got a shiny cats, jack card. Three cats. Three cats. Yes. Okay. Um, um, yeah. The lasses. The lasses. <laughs> okay, there's so like there's Marion costumes, like Jack in pajamas. <laughs> like, you know, Sleepy Jack. Sleepy oh. Jack. Betty by Jack. <laughs> <laughs> <Eating> a candle. <laughs> Play this card and all other cards on the opponent team go asleep for one round. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, that I would be awesome. Say. But... I, in all seriousness, I think we should have a like TCG. Really red cheeks, like with a glass of wine. <laughs> Three glasses in, Jack. <laughs> why, why do you get all the variants? Come up with I'm some variants. I'm pitching my own for, cards. Oh, I have to pitch our own variants. No, I mean, I can pitch ones for you as well. I thought you would 
I thought you would jump in with your own creative spirit. Mm-hmm. No, I have nothing. Okay. No, I have nothing. Yeah. I didn't do any improv classes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I didn't either. Do you do you I'm ever just born this way? <laughs> have you ever watched um card breakers? Do you know what that are? Those are Mm-mm. people who will stream themselves or make YouTube videos of them opening up booster packs for cards. Oh, mm. um, it's sure. A whole, it's I've a whole seen. Yes, thing. I didn't know that's what they were called, but I see that on TikTok Live all the time. Of it people is, like opening it up. Cards. When I when I was in my Pokemon card collection phase, I got really into it. It is so much fun. Like oddly addicting. So simple. I mean, again, if we're talking about easy YouTube content for us, <laughs> um, the peek behind the curtain here, we should totally break cards. That's is so much fun. I just feel like that's such a saturated market. I feel and and you gotta got you have you have to have money. I've seen videos of people like going into a GameStop and harassing some poor like seventeen year old. <laughs> well, I'm not there, advocating for that to like, be clear. Someone's like let's let's buy the whole thing and make this person ring it up or whatever. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. Also, saturated market, sure, but we are also saying that on our podcast. I think so we should we're just the yeah. only ones doing a video game podcast. I think we should just get into like prank content. You know, like that's true. Untapped market. <laughs> camera yeah. yeah if there's anything i know about Latsu game is that we're not in enough spaces you <laughs> yes. know what i mean like yes. we've we've done all we can in the spaces that we're currently in mm-hmm. and we need to branch out a little bit more yeah i um, agree let we us also talk about like our strategy for programming as if like the audience on the other side of the like headphones can like Weigh in. Mm-hmm. Like, well, do you lo- think that I would be cool? Do I would like a live, <laughs> yeah. like dot, like a live, like in like a test? Um, I want it like the screens um, for yeah, stuff. The test screenings, or I want it in like the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire way, where they pull the audience. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we each say an option, and then it's like, okay, let's pull the audience, and then that grid comes up. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Interesting data here. It'd be cool to do. Um, uh, like the intelligence squared debates where at the top of the show everyone will put in their ranking for a game that we're about to talk about and uh, then at the end of the conversation we re-ask the question mm. and see if we have convinced anyone oh that's a good idea yeah mm-hmm. i if hey 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 out there hey if hey you're, you if you're if you're listening hey lads of game fans hey lads of game fans uh let us know what hey, what you want us hey, to do oh yeah right. hey, hey, babies. Babies. hey babies hey babies listen up let us know what you want to do or you want what you want us to do yes uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll do it yeah tell us what you wanted us to do and we'll do it Fuck. <laughs> i'm going live at 11 a.m pacific <laughs> on cam and i will do anything <laughs> I'll be in a bathtub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> a bathtub. Oh, God. I always see, because I watch the only, re- really the only thing I watch on Twitch is oh. Critical Role. Um, but when I log on, it because, you know, it's like a gaming platform. I don't know what if maybe something in my algorithm triggered this, but there's the first video that's available. And I swear this person is streaming 24 <laughs> 7 yeah. is like bath time <laughs> with this girl and there's in it she's Ooh. basically just naked yeah like with some ba- barely anything covering her and she's i'm assuming i've never watched it and i'm assuming she's just jumping around in the video yeah and yikes. um what do you mean yikes just like yikes you don't she's... support um I... dude Bath, bath what, what are you what are you trying to i mean you really worked yourself into a corner <laughs> I, I, okay i mean you know let's we're here we're here yeah uh i would classify that as like sex work sure yeah totally and, and so you so you don't support sex work no what, I, what i mean is that i'm like it, it's this interesting to me that fits into the same place as like that um the npc tiktok thing yeah oh my God. so where weird. it's not about it being sex work or not it's about it it's like why is this something that people want that's it's like mm. you know what I mean it's like I don't blame um the worker who's mm-hmm. clearly they have an audience but it's like why does someone want that why yeah. does someone want to see a naked woman jumping around just in a bathtub well, like, like, okay I get it take like, your take yourself take yourself out of it for a second mm-hmm. and and think about no, the I, nature of uh a, a horny teen on twitch yeah think no, about no, a horny I, teen on twitch I, yeah. I'm not trying <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy. I'm not trying to sound. (laughs) Oh boy. I'm not trying to sound overly naive. Like I understand what you're saying. You just, you know what I'm getting at? It's like, how did we get here? I think that specific, I think the AI, AI TikTok thing is um, truly rotten. Yeah. Like Mm. uh, it's not, I don't find it funny. Mm -hmm. You know, when that one girl was doing it, I was like, 
like go off, like slay, like get, mm-hmm. get the money. But sometimes I watch them and they, I feel, I feel sad. Well, that's what yeah. I, I really it, feels, it feels dystopian. It, feel, it feels sad watching it. It's like, it's, it's feels past the level of like irony that I know a mm-hmm. lot of people like do. Right. It feels a little too like, man, they, they probably don't like they're trying to make money because whatever mm-hmm. job they have is not mm-hmm. paying them yeah. enough. And they have to like, like dance like a fucking like puppet. Right. You know well, what I mean? I say with this tub stream is I'm just kind of like where, you know, it feels like it's, it comes from such a dark place. Yeah. It's like, why I, did, how did you get into this? I say this know? lightly because like, I, I feel like you could get into a weird, like shaming situation. I don't mean to do that, but like some of those feel like there's no skill involved. Whereas like other sex work, skill like issue. you no, 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 but, like you have like skill in, in like making pornography. Like that's a job. You yeah. need skill. Like I, to I, be good, not anyone could do it, but the whole, like, just I'll say things on camera repeatedly, yeah. or again, I'll sit in a bathtub yeah. and splash around. feels very, like, yeah, the puppet analogy, yeah. I think, is perfect. I think because both of those things, I don't know about this tub streamer, but especially the NPC one, it's like, the psychology of it seems to say to me that it's like, it's like a control thing, because yeah. it's like they're paying money to make them do something. Yeah, it and is. it's like, and I think that's what's so <clears throat> haunting about it, is yeah. that it's like the the specific fetish that it, like, uh, monetizes mm. is just very heavy to me. I, I think I think I feel less icky about the bathtub one for whatever reason because me too. because I, in my head I'm, like darker. when I'm looking at the the bathtub stream I see someone who clearly understands that she's exploiting yeah. the audience mm-hmm. right because they're not paying any well I mean they do pay stuff but like she's she's exploiting what she's got to get money out <laughs> yeah. of them. And mm-hmm. and I feel a sense of like ownership in that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the AI thing, I feel like those people are like, oh, isn't this so funny? I'm tricking these people into making me do this. But mm-hmm. in reality, yeah. I think it feels, it leans more no, the to, other way. To be clear, yeah. the, the NPC trend is darker to me. Like yeah. that is, because again, the, the bathtub thing is like more akin to like what I would classify as like more traditional like sex work, which yeah, is fine. Totally. You know, so it's it's just the, yeah, I mean, it it feels like Blade Runner. Like that's just mm-hmm. what I. That's in in no uncertain terms. Like that's sure. just what it feels like. I, sure. I feel like um, there's there's an outcry of uh, like incels to from yeah. incels to like ban the um, like bathtub streaming on like mm-hmm. Twitch or whatever, which. I don't know how I feel about that because that platform feels a little like younger leaning. So mm-hmm. I guess in you know in theory I get it, but it, I don't want to be associated with those people. Right. <laughs> the yeah. Legend yeah. Game, we support sex work. Yes. Absolutely. Indeed. Yeah. 100%. Full stop. 100%. Um, welcome to the Lots of Game podcast. You know who else probably supports sex <laughs> work? Yes. It's yeah. all the characters in the game that we're about to Greek talk about. Theology. Every single one of them. Oh, I totally think that's true. Oh, yeah. yeah they would hunt all of them. I'm surprised. I bet there's a dialogue tree in that game where they talk about the merits of sex work yes. that none of us got. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, not to get ahead um, of it. No. Um, well, I'll say again. Welcome to the Lads of Game podcast. I'm Lad Robert. I'm Lad Jack. I'm Lad Jimmy. And we are here today for a very special episode. It is. It's uh, a special episode. Yes, it is. I'm In saying that ways. before realizing why. Did, oh, no. It's special because it's the last one. Last game of the of season. Course. Last game of the season. Yes. It's, um, it's the first... It's the first of its kind that we've played. It is first very game unique. of its kind. And first, mm-hmm. I think this is the first, this is the one of the most unique games I've ever played. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in ways. I, yeah. I won't comment yet whether that makes it good or bad, but sure. it is certainly the most unique game I've played in it, a long it time. It stands out amongst the season three roster for sure. Yes. Um, we played uh, a game called Stray Gods, uh, which just came out mm-hmm. um, pretty recently, May? I think. Like, no, um, no. more, more August, recently August than that, this month. You know what yeah. confused me about month, that is they had that um, Stray Gods concert that was in like April. Totally. They were and promoing it super later, early. I feel like that's kind of strange that they did a concert with presumably the songs of the game. Yeah. Months before the game came this, out. But. This game um, went under the radar is my mm. impression. It burned um, bright and fast. I, I mm. feel like I'm really connected to, because we, I know a lot of, not personally, I, maybe close, in my head personally. Close my personal friends. My close mm. personal friends, um, Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I follow a lot of them just from other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like I've been getting, I got a lot of info from it, but I, I don't feel like I've seen it anywhere else, you know? So I, um, yeah. I don't know if anyone no. has 
been clued into this. So I was I was happy to play a game like that instead of something that's like, you know, super top of mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but uh, before we dive into it a little bit, Jack, I believe you have something prepared. Yep, and I had it ready the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we are talking about Stray Gods, like Lad Robertson. And if you don't know what Stray Gods is, Stray Gods is an epic tale of gods, magic, and a millennium-long journey to rediscover one's purpose. Dive into an urban fantasy world of music and adventure, where reality and the supernatural collide in strange and nefarious ways. You play as Grace, uh, recently bequeathed with the power of song by the last muse who chose to pass you her gift before dying in your arms. Armed with the power of spectacular musical numbers, you have one week to prove your innocence and the muse's death before a group of mythological beings known as the Chorus take your life as punishment. Make friends, foes, or lovers as Grace navigates (laughs) through this treacherous journey and engage in a celestial battle of wit and musical might. And it is available on Steam, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, basically everywhere. Available everywhere. Um, I played it on PC. What the fuck is the Humble Store? I don't know what that means. Um, That's the Humble Store is their company that groups together as games and packages them for really cheap for like charity basically gotcha. and i think humble games actually made this game or, it was on the masthead of the website yeah so. like they're this and maybe oh, one yeah, of that, the first uh, games i played synopsis courtesy of the straight guts website <laughs> thank you um uh, i played on pc mm-hmm. um, and i think you both played on playstation yes. right? correct okay uh not that i think it made a, a huge difference <laughs> it's a pretty but. yeah not a performance demanding game so yeah, i'm sure totally. it was pretty streamlined um who who wants to go first uh, I can go first. Yeah, sure. sure. Go for it. I have no uh, sense of where we're at, so it's hard to structure these reviews. Yeah, in yeah. Any particular this will order. be an interesting conversation. I think a lot of it is going to be a little on the fly for me. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I, I played this game super quickly. I'll say, okay, I'll say this. I played this game very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, I did it in two sessions, um, which I wow. think is not necessary. I, I think there's an argument to be made that it falls into a similar vein of um, What Remains of Edith Finch, where it's like kind of maybe almost designed to be played in one session Mm because it really is only, it took me four hours. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, it it definitely begs to be played and replayed and, you know, uh, you go through it in quick succession. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I really, um, I love the spirit of this game. Like I love the energy of it. I love, um, there's obviously, we were talking a lot about this NPC trend, AI, all that good stuff. And by good stuff, I mean bad things. (laughs) Um, it felt really nice to play something that I'm just like, a robot couldn't have made this. It's too weird and sometimes mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's what I was, I, I had a lot of warmth in my heart for this game because even when it didn't 100% work for me, I just so felt like the human hands that made this, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's so unique, so original, um, so buck wild. Like the the genres that they're playing with, they were just like, it's, it's very oops all genres. It's mm-hmm. like, dramedy comedy musical murder mystery greek pantheon like and there's just so much going on in it and um i really loved that mm-hmm. it didn't quite land for me the story is uh, there's a couple of holes in the story um it does a lot of that thing that i don't really enjoy which is in storytelling which is that the characters kind of tell you how to feel about something just by the dialogue is very like on the nose it's so, super like the character is crying and there's like sad music. So it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be crying at this or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it doesn't, but it doesn't really feel like earned from me as an audience member. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the art style was really cool. The, in terms of the role-playing game of it all, like I, it does have another issue for me in the gameplay, which is that I don't like these choice-based games where you can kind of do every choice. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I really think that these games, especially murder mystery ones, where it's like if you're interrogating a character and they give you like six questions to ask, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be able to ask all six. Yeah. Because then it doesn't matter. Like, I'll just go through them all. And, you know, there were a couple of moments in this game where you're interrogating characters and you actually can't progress until you've asked them all the questions. And I'm like, well, congratulations. That's a cutscene. You know, Mm -hmm. it's um, it really um, without spoiling what we're. Uh, working on right now like there's a game that we're playing right now that also has choices and I really appreciate that it's like nope you pick one mm-hmm. you get one you mm-hmm. know and um, that makes the choices like meaningful and interesting and it's fun to think about what you haven't seen and this game I feel like is really thinking about my choices in this game and I was like I think I saw everything mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I was kind of actively trying not to mm-hmm. so it doesn't quite work for me in that front um Basically what I'm getting at is a long way of saying the originality and humanness of this game and the singularity of it all really outweighed the fact that I didn't 
really love it. Mm-hmm. So I come in at a three out of five. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is like not my favorite game of all time. This is also not the worst game I've ever played. It has a lot of problems. I don't regret playing it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm thinking of good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's really just in that space of like, yeah, this is really cool. And I hope they make a million more games like this, but this one didn't quite work for me. So three out of five. Amazing. Cool. Um, I can go next. Please. Yeah. Um, So I also played this fairly quick and I only did one run. Um, I think the game sort of invites you to do multiple um, run throughs of it, or it seems like it it does. It really wants you to do multiple runs. Um, I didn't feel interested in doing that personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm landing on a two and a half uh, for this game. Um, I, uh, like you, Jack, echo that I feel it is very original um, in terms of like a musical game. I don't know if I've played too many <laughs> games like that, right? I can think of a couple off the top of my head, but nothing like, you know, n- nothing quite like this. Um, I, I've i been really into games that uh, feel sort of void of gameplay, you know, and feel more like visual art, you know, which I do think cla- falls into the category of like video games. Um, I don't think this one did it very well. Mm-hmm. I, I think the there could have been some things added that made it feel a little bit more like I had some um, agency in it. Uh, to your point, Jack, I feel that like the choices, um, it wasn't clear what the 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 sort of uh, stakes of the choices that I were making were. Um, and I, I looked up a bunch of different like options for what I could have got in terms of like the story there. And it was quite vast. Um, I think I was, I surprised myself looking up, but I, I didn't see any like clear path to that, you know? And so it, it felt like, you know, rather than making a choice of where I wanted to go, it was like I I just made a random choice and I ended down my path. I would have liked to see in the story or in the gameplay some sort of, uh, I would have liked to see down the road, you know, because I think that's what makes a choice-based game really good is that you can understand what your choices have an impact and then say, okay, it went down that way, but, and so I maybe missed out of that, whatever, but this, this, I didn't feel that at all. Um, and, you know, being that the game was a musical game, I thought all of the music was uh, bad to, you know, completely unforget like forgettable, uh, not unforgettable, completely forgettable, yeah. um, which I think is like very bad. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're making your whole game about a musical and the music itself is like not very good, I think you lose a lot of like the charm that in theory this game could have had. Yeah. Um performances and like s- some of the singing was like pretty good obviously, but you know, um over and, and I, I like the art style too and sort of the theme of it, but uh it really all missed for me and it was kind of tough to get through. I I, I wouldn't say like I regret playing it by any means, but um and per per our language, you know, I see where they were going for, but they just completely missed the mark. Mm-hmm. I think there's a version of this that works really well, but this one just didn't do it for me. So two and a half um lads. I would love to take both of your reviews and, and basically just combine them into my thoughts on it <laughs> Great. here. I, I don't have too much to add on um, because I agree with almost everything, probably everything that both of you said here. I'm also at a two and a half. Um, I I feel like it would be a strong two and a half for the reason that Jack mentioned of I do love the spirit of the game. Yep. I, I don't want the two and a half because I know that they listen to these scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yep. want this to be a discouraging two and a half mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I guess that failed. Never try anything like this again. Like, I love that this exists. Yeah. But to your point, Robert, yeah, they just missed almost in every capacity, like in everything they were trying to do. Um, so, yeah, I won't repeat what you said. I agree. I co-sign everything. Uh, maybe a couple of original thoughts here if I can. Um, I think that the main story was terrible and predictable. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, full spoilers, by the way. The fact that unless, it would be interesting to see if you guys got a different outcome here, Mm -hmm. which would completely change the way I feel about this, but Athena being the the main bad guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see it a mile away. Yeah, that was set up immediately. Um, And so 
And I, I think actually the the fi- finale song was the worst song of the game and so underwhelming. And it was just such a fart to go out on, yeah. um, which is very weird that they like, I, I just can't believe that that's what they came up with for the grand finale. Um, so the main story was awful. However, the romance sim of it, I actually really enjoyed and at least in my trajectory, got a really kind of beautiful romantic arc with um, with Apollo. Mm. Um, so that was that was nice. That kept me invested, and in I'll say that much. Especially since the main story was was pretty much um, boring and and forgettable. Um, you know, to your point, Jack, about like oh, you you can click all of the options when interrogating characters. I agree. I thought that was foolish. I agree with you, Robert, saying that like there's no. Um, no idea of like what the stakes are in any of the decisions you're making. I had one moment because I had a bit of a love, tr- love triangle going on between Apollo, um, Kari Payton, and my and Grace um, <laughs> Pan. There it is. Yeah. Um, no, you were you were right. <laughs> you weren't romancing Pan. You were yeah. trying to romance Kari Payton. <laughs> I had a moment with Kari where like I got, and I'm sure we all have this at some point. I got the little like heart or broken heart option. Yeah. And it seems like the game's trying to tell you like. This is it. This is a final choice. You can either lock this in or break it off right now. Uh, And it felt very um, final. And I actually went for it. I'm like, you know what? In this moment, I think Grace might be down. And so I I chose the heart option. And then later, Apollo gave me the same choice and basically allowed me to overwrite my choice with Pan. As it turns out, like story-wise, I think it made sense. But still, it, it would be nice that if there was some sort of like uh, finality in the decisions you're making. Yeah. Um, and that didn't feel present the entire time. Um, voice acting was incredible. Uh, I agree. All of the songs were mid to sucky, except for one. I had a love song with Apollo that I actually thought was really good, carried by Troy Baker, um, which yeah, he, he was great. such a good voice. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. which is funny because I remember him singing in Last of Us Part Two, and I remember thinking like, oh, it's not good, but it's like supposed to be- choice. It's like supposed it to be crunchy. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he was great. So I had one out of however many songs that hit, the rest weren't good. Um, and yeah, the, the reason I'm leaning on the 2.5 is as harsh as it sounds um, is because of our language. I agree. I see what they were going for. They missed the mark. I also think, too, they kind of forgot to make a game in this. I mm-hmm. I, I like the alternative video game uh, scene, if you will. I like when they're playing with what a video game can be. But I think they went a little too far in the other direction here yeah. where it felt like I would play this game and I'd go 10 minutes uh, you know, without touching the controller before I would ultimately like pick a spot on the map, and then that was it. So I don't know. Overall, here it's uh, it's definitely not a replay. I hope they continue to try and make games like this, but this one did not work. It is a um, uh, a somewhat positive two and a half out of five lads. Great, incredible. Uh, well, let's take a quick break here, and we will come back and give some more detail on what we talked about. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> hello. It's that um subst- that teacher video that where he walks in every day. Yeah. <laughs> hello. 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 Oh, damn. Um, I, think I, just, I think I just triggered my hiccups again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Someone, quick, someone in the comments scared Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so his hiccups going. Yeah. Um, Jack, um, as the, uh, I, I would say, resident <laughs> musical Careful, theater. don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Careful. No, as the resident, I mean, I really like musical theater. I see a decent amount of it. You've certainly seen and know a lot more about it. I Um, think that I I was able to connect that it wasn't working, but I imagine you have a better take on it. I think what it is is that. Um, we both have a similar love of like classic musical theater, but I have a disease. Yeah. Like that's just the difference. <laughs> Incurable. I have, it's, it's terminable and I, I refuse care. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, um, I love musical theater, um, which you can hear from the sound of my voice. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I love musical theater. Um, I actually don't work in theater, but um, it's like probably the number one like form that I enjoy in storytelling writ large. And um, yeah, I had a lot of thoughts playing this game. I um, I looked up uh, the people who worked on the music for it. Um, they come from different backgrounds. There's one who's like, I think she's a folk singer. And then um, the guy who did the score for it also helped with the music. And then it seems to me that the primary person who worked on it is this band called Tripod. 
Um, and they're described as an Australian musical comedy trio. And when I read that, I went, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that like as a hundred, I don't mean that to just sound like a hundred percent pejorative. I just mean that I understand how a musical comedy trio w- w- would approach writing a musical as opposed to people who are musical theater composers. Hmm. And musical theater has a really distinct structure. Um, and it's, I feel like more than anything, it's probably one of the hardest things to vary upon because um, the form is still so new in terms of like all art in the world, you know, like it's American musical theater is barely like 90 years old. Like it's just like not that old. And um, all that to say, like, I didn't get the sense as I was listening to this, that the people who wrote the music really understood that structure or tried to understand that structure in order to meaningfully deviate from it. Mm -hmm. And that makes, I think the big issue that we're pointing to about the songs being forgettable is that the songs are structured like one-offs. They don't connect to each other. There's no musical motifs except for one running through it, which is the grace ballad that opens the, Mm -hmm. the game. Or if there are, I'm, I'm sure there might be, but they're invisible essentially. They're invisible and not, um, they don't repeat enough to be meaningful motifs. Like it, just repeating a motif one time doesn't make it memorable. It's tough too, I imagine, because this game allows you to make choices that changes the instrumentation yes. and the lyrics. So, you know, in a way it's like, well, that's supposed to be the draw is that there's all these different combinations, but it's like almost like upon reflection, if you're doing musicals, um, you you probably shouldn't have it be choose your flavor. Well, you I know? think the secret is that um, there has to be some sort of internal consistency to the way that the choices work to make the musical motifs land. Where it's um, there's this I, I noticed this um during the sequence where um you're trying to convince Aphrodite not to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was actually even though I picked clever as the motif for Grace because like at the beginning um you can pick between three archetypes it's like clever charming and kickass mm-hmm. yeah which which mostly useless I basically think. useless <laughs> basically um, useless like but I, I ended up leaning into the charming ones a lot but they didn't have a lot of consistency hmm. I picked charming a lot during the songs and they had wildly different musical styles every single time I picked it culminating with the Aphrodite one where I thought picking the charming one would be like, oh, she's like really empathetic and like it's like leaning with emotion and like trying to like convince you heart to heart. And mm. the musical motif for it was like comedy song. Mm, yeah. And I was like, why? This is so weird and doesn't mm. feel consistent at all. And so I think that creates these gaps in any sort of meaningful musical yeah. motif. Also the lyricism, I'm sorry. Really, this I wasn't really the, the lyricism is bad. With yeah. the finale song, I thought was the worst. Oh my God, it's so bad. Athena's parts are, are I, awful. It's I, clunky, too many words and syllables crammed into... I must do what I have to do. Yeah, like, it's it's really weird. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting because obviously I, I don't write music um, and so I, I don't pretend to say that this is like easy, but you know, to me... It seems easy <laughs> to put this together in the sense that, like, you have a choice-based game that has three different, like, emotions, basically, like mm-hmm. clever, kick-ass, or charming, or whatever. And then you have all of these different gods that have their own sort of personality. And to me, it seems like, okay, pick a singular kind of, like, musical motif, and then as new people join in, there's, like, a different arrangement on top of it, right? Like, a different instrumentation if you're doing Pan versus, like, Apollo versus, like, whatever. Um, But to your point, Jack, they all felt very singular, Mm -hmm. and then they were bad. Like, I could almost, like, excuse it if it was, like, these single songs that maybe didn't connect together, but on their own worked really yeah, well. Yeah, that always helps. Because then, then it feels like, then it would try not to necessarily be like a musical necessarily and just be like yeah. these random songs. Like, you know, like a, I don't know, like a, think like a school of rock type thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but, um, but they tried to connect them, it seems, and they did a really poor job of it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, so there's um two things on this. Number one, Pascal and Paul count your days. They ruined everything. Like they, I'm sorry if you love Pascal and Paul, if you love Darren Hanson, if you love Greatest Showman, I'm sorry. They came, came up in the nineties when musical theater was about to die. And 
the song cycle was really popular, which is just like a disconnected show with no story, but a bunch of songs. And so those composers figured out that the way to be like pop successful is to basically write like radio jams where it's like the songs are disconnected from each other, but on their own are really good. And now everybody imitates that style. Whereas when you look at any classic musical, most of the time there's like four motifs. Mm-hmm. I just saw Les Mis recently and like literally that show has like five melodies. And like, mm-hmm. it's like they, they just repeat over and over again. Um, and then the other thing is there's this composer that I'm obsessed with named Shana Taub, who um, she actually has a bunch of albums that are like this show, which they're like, um, or this game rather, is that they're like little one-offs, like just little comedy numbers that just have one little hook to them mm-hmm. and don't connect to each other. And she has a ton of albums like that, but she also has an amazing musical that I saw a couple years ago that does all the like the traditional musical theater structure stuff, but yeah. has her voice in it. And it's like, that's what these people were missing is they didn't know how to apply their voices as musicians to that structure. They just did their voice in a musical. Yeah. And that was it. I, I, I Do you have anything else to say on the, like the musical component? Cause I, I have one thing on the general, like, emotion of the the game story I, I think we're about to say the same thing so go ahead um, perhaps maybe I you should like say I... it at the same time <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> two three pikachu can stop nine <laughs> <laughs> yes great now no. you can't cut that from our chit chat <laughs> now you can't cut it let's go um i i kind of feel I, I agree with what you said i'm definitely not smart enough in the musical theater realm to to really like add on anything of value no. to what you said but i that's but you're how picking I'm, up on it yeah like, that's the thing is like it doesn't even if it's like oh i'm not like a musical theater expert or whatever right. it's like you're picking up on exactly it's intrinsic what, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. so i i definitely I, I feel like you uh you put it really well jack um I I feel like th- I, sometimes with this game's emotional beats, I didn't really know how I was supposed to feel in terms of the overall. Like, was this lighthearted or dark? And I think, like, a good example of that would be, uh, in, at least in my story, um, I had Freddy die well, and got killed. Freddy, I think Freddy and needs to die. I think she has to die. I think yeah, it's a but, fixed event. Th- well, Freddy, so, Freddy needs to die, but she can show up later. I got her to show up again yeah. as well. But, but that was... That was actually the weirdest part of the story for me because I'm like, this is surprisingly dark out of nowhere that within a five day span, right? It's not like this is taking months and you have time to like make peace with everything. It's like, oh, like I'm a god. Now my best friend has been killed or lover or or whatever, or been murdered. Yeah. And then like a day later, you solve the problem, you confront Athena, and then I'm just like, hanging with Apollo and we're kissing and it's like, oh yeah, my friend got fucking killed. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it, it, I know it's a cartoon and, a, and you know, maybe I shouldn't think that deep about it, but like the whole time I'm thinking Grace wouldn't be chill right now. No, like, it's, it's really heavy. Surprisingly, I think the other issue that I have with that moment is that it's a, it seems to be a fixed event. Okay. Like I really thought that I messed up and I was like, oh, interesting. Like a choice that I made yeah. caused this to happen, but it seems to be a fixed event. Because she goes with you to the uh, uh, the reliquary. Yeah, yes. the reliquary. Yeah, it, I, it does seem. It does seem. It, well, this is what I'm talking about. I, I, I think mm-hmm. there's just yes, there's a bunch of different branching paths that you can do, but I don't think it really matters. I think it just like no. colors the the yeah. colors it shades the, the dialogue and the but, characterization. But that is not interesting when those are not remarkable anyways. Right. No. What's, what was strange about Freddy's character is just the way that I played the game. I really didn't, um, I really didn't choose anything, any of the choices to like connect with Freddy. Like just as a player, for whatever reason, I didn't have her high on my list of like characters I was interested in. Yeah. But the game clearly needs her to be a your best friend and partner. Yeah. And so twice, including the time that she goes with you to the reliquary um, uh, and gets killed, she came along with me on missions that I didn't even try to bring her yeah. along. Like it just it was fully forced. And one of the times, like I just went from the main menu to a spot and she was with me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know that you were informed on this decision I was making. So it felt those were the those times where it's almost like the game shows its hand of like, okay, this is scripted. This has That's to happen. That's the thing is they don't really seem super interested in the idea of creating a choice-based narrative. They just like they there needs to be a mechanic in this game, mm-hmm. so it's like, well, since the only mechanic we could really do is like choice based, we're just gonna do that, you know. But mm-hmm. it really feels like they wanted to write like a comic, yeah. honestly. Um, so I totally feel you on that front. 
Yeah, man. I, the whole time I was playing, and this is very unfair, but the whole time I was playing this game, I was like, man, if you want a good Greek Pantheon video game experience, I can think of one other game that's yeah, a little yeah, better. Totally. I mean, it actually feels somewhat similar Hades in some ways. is really the one. Yeah. Like, she really is that girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, just to kind of pivot to the actual gameplay itself, mm-hmm. you know, I've played a lot of games recently, and we're, we're playing one sort of similar right now is I, I won't I, I think won't it has a lot of it has overlapping, a lot similar um, where you know it feels more like visual art right like a lot of the Annapurna games um, Annapurna interactive games fit into this category where the gameplay kind of takes a back seat to some sort of like interesting mechanic or like narrative thing or visual thing and I can get down with that if I feel like it's engaging enough to justify the fact that it's a game you know what I mean yeah. this one I was almost like I would have rather just watched watched like a a, a movie yeah. of this, yeah. you know? Totally. I, think I, that, I think that would have been really in- interesting. They didn't justify their like kind of choice-based thing enough mm-hmm. for me to find any sort of sense as to why it needed to be a game. Yeah. No, totally agree. I also think um, the uh, like, well, okay. So I will say the one thing that I really liked this is a little bit narrative and gameplay i really liked the world building that they set up and i feel like that was like really interesting of the you know the what is it called the um totem things that they passed um, down it's with an e the um oh oh god you know what i'm talking about the souls of the The souls of the gods that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. you know what i'm talking about that was interesting I, i thought that was a really interesting idea um the thing that detracts from that in the gameplay to me is that there's um again there's because you have to click through so many options and the game basically wants you to go to every single place mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of the same information over and over again i felt mm-hmm. um and it, it so it, again it feels like there were so many times where i wanted to opt out of doing all the choices mm-hmm. i was like i don't want to know everything i don't want to have every dialogue tree open to me and but by virtue of the game sort of forcing my hand a little bit, I think a lot of the time where you can't really progress until you've asked all the questions or like mm-hmm. there's things where um like you know at the parties where you have to go, it's like talk to Apollo, talk to whatever. It's like most of the time you have to talk to at least like all of them or like most of them before the proceed option yeah. appears. And it just feels like I was getting so many, so much repetitive information. And it's just kind of is like uh, okay, like you actually have too much content yeah. in this, you I, know? I did I, I, I feel like I'll push back a the little Eidolons, bit. The right? Eidolons, yes, that's okay. great. I'll push back a little bit because I did feel like at those party scenes, I know exactly what you're talking about. They have one at the Underworld and uh, Aphrodite's yes. party in particular. Um, I think I did have a good amount of ability to pick and choose who I interacted with. For example, at the Underworld the first time, I didn't talk to Eros because in my mind, I was like, I don't even know this person. Why would I go up to them? Yeah. And I was able to get like the, the proceed option before being forced to do that. Um, but you know, again, this is choice. So maybe, maybe the choices you made made it so you had to talk to well, everyone. Yeah. The, the other thing, know. the other thing too, is that you know, at the core, it's a it's a like like a detective game in yeah. some ways, where you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out like a murder, and so you know, it sort of leads you to be asking as many questions yeah. as possible. Sure. Yeah. But I think a game like this, you know, if, if the goal you know is to find out who the killer is, which I felt at no point. <laughs> that I it, like a <laughs> like that it mattered, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, like I felt like, okay, I'm going to get there. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't ever feel worried like, oh man, I've been making the wrong choices. I, I'm not on the right like leads. I'm, oh, I'm not going to finish this or whatever. And so, you know, it, it sort of gives you instruction to talk to anyone, but doesn't seem to have any weight as to what your decisions are. Yeah. Well, especially it, because very early on they tell you, they're like, Grace even says, is it possible that it's Athena? And I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm. seems really <laughs> likely that yeah. it's Athena. I mean, and I think coming out of that first meeting with the chorus, well, I, I mean, all of us were like, it's Athena, and right? all, like, Or Athena but, has put this yeah, into, motion. into motion. But yeah. she, Grace pitches it, and then three characters go, no, no way. Take it off your agenda. Yeah. And so... It's um. There's this Bob's Burgers episode where they do like a murder mystery theater in mm. the restaurant, and the uh, Linda's leading it. The mom, and she's like, you know, who could the killer be? Is it like Louise, Tina, or Jean, or whatever? And people are, like are raising their hands, and she's like, no, it was me. Like it's a <laughs> twist, and everyone's like, well, you didn't present her as, yourself as an option. Like yeah. so, why? And she's like, right, it's a twist. And like one of the 
like patrons of the restaurant goes, no, it's not. It's a lie. <laughs> a lie is not a twist. And I think about that all the time. With it. Wow. This was like them being like, what knowledge from Bob's Burgers. I know. That's I think crazy. about it literally all the time. But it's like, yeah, if you just told me it can't be Athena. Mm-hmm. And then two hours later, you're like, ah, it's Athena. And right. It's like, no, you just lie. You just made it. Totally. So it's like not compelling murder mystery. This game would have been so much better if you could fail. If you could Absolutely. get to the end oh, no, and like yep. you die, you don't figure it out. It's a tragedy. Would it would have you know honestly like almost in a <laughs> to give a little credit to a game, um, Tunic I think had a, something similar where you get to mm-hmm. the end of the game and you can tell that oh I made a like wrong decision mm-hmm. and it's prompting me to go back. Mm-hmm. This I felt like I got to the end. I was like okay, if there's anything else here that I miss, I don't I don't think I'm gaining much about the story by going back and doing different things. No, uh, and you, you can't really go back as you know once you close out like a menu option or whatever. It's not like oh, do I want to go I think back? You and mean back? like on a replay, like a replay, oh, a replay. Is what replay. I mean. sure, yeah, sure. like yeah. I, I don't think I would gain anything by like a replay. Mm. Um, no. uh, you know, I would. There would certainly be more information presented to me or options, but I think the crux of the story stays mostly the same, minus the romantic choices, which I feel like I never even got super far in any direction on it. No. It, felt, it didn't feel like it was clear on the, you know, again, the stakes of that or anything Well, the like intentionality that. is really messing there. It's like, I didn't understand that there was a dating sim going on until like way yeah. too late. And then I was like, yeah. oh, that's what the hearts are for, you that, know? That was my most favorite part of the game, as I said. Uh, and I think it's where the game shined, which is probably too strong of a word. But <laughs> I did enjoy that a lot. And I did feel something by the end when I got to the end of my dating route. Yeah. Um, I'm so curious. Who did you attempt to? Freddy. Okay. Um, Which I thought in retrospect is like so, so fucking boring. That's <laughs> why I didn't. When, what, okay. I should say you told me, Jack, that there is a dating sim. So I will never know if I would have picked up on that on my own. So going into it, knowing there was one, the second yeah. I saw a Freddy option, I was like, ah, oh, no, boring. Can't I know. First, I was like, can't be the first so person. boring. They, yeah. they all feel felt kind of boring to me. Or None like, of them really feel like, right. The, the Apo- a, well, the Apollo one. Apollo felt, Pan. Well, Apollo felt like. Um, the the protagonist, you know, like right. your your helper. That so that felt like obvious to me. Yes. Freddie felt obvious in the sense that it's like your you know your friend, and mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then Pan felt like maybe the most interesting, but that it was. Um, they were like leading like the bad boy and I was like I don't know if this I feel like person the, the would one jump that has into it that way potential to be interesting is Persephone but I oh, didn't yeah. really feel that bond growing between them Same. I don't think I committed I, I don't feel like oh, I got you, any sort of like resolution at the very end of the game you didn't have a final moment I didn't have one either because she oh, was I dead think one. so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had right. a final moment where Apollo and uh, Grace kiss and that was like the last thing mm. that you see. I feel like that's yeah, that makes sense. That Which makes was sense. pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's. It felt like they had a lot of different options for mm-hmm. stuff and not enough weight behind any of yeah. it. I'll say my favorite. I'll say my favorite scene of the game, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. What and maybe favorite song too. Um, I know what you're gonna say. Really? What do you think I'm gonna say? Medusa. No, it uh, was. Um, I liked the. I thought the Minotaur song. That was, was my fun. favorite too. It was the Minotaur and the Reliquary because also it's um Rahul uh, Raul Coley. I think yeah, he, yeah, his name. Yeah, who's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that I actually found funny. I thought it was like sweet and cute. This sort of like pr- pursuing thing. So I really liked that. Um, I that scene. was um yeah where the music actually worked for me in that song because it was so comically clunky. Yeah, right? right. and the whole point is that the Minotaur is like not good at this, and right. that yeah. that really worked for me. And again, their voice actors are so good. Talk about choices that don't really mean anything, though, because I oh. helped out the Minotaur. And then last next time I went to the Reliquary, the Minotaur finds you. And he's like, I have to take you to Kate. And there was a dialogue option saying, like, no, you don't. We're buddies. And he's like, no, I have to. And I'm like, well, what the fuck did I help <laughs> okay, you for? It's so like, scripted. It's and, like, yeah. now I have to run. And now Freddy has to get lost and get killed. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. But, I have um, a gameplay idea for this um, that I think they could have implemented really easily. Team Deathmatch? <laughs> I think that. Um, <laughs> should have been a royale. <laughs> yeah. I think that um, they should have assembled the gods and you try to see if you can stop 9 11 <laughs> with all the Greek gods. Yeah. No. Um, no but th- Oh, sorry. Go oh, for it. I, I just thought of something so fun, but I'll let you finish. Well, maybe we're about for... to say the same yeah. thing, which is I was like, I think that what they could have very easily implemented into this was like, is like a guitar hero element where during the musical numbers, Ooh. there's like a little bit of a quick time to like sure. be on rhythm. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and that can like affect the outcome of your, like if you're not doing a good job of getting the quick times right or the patterns correct or whatever, 
um, you know, Grace doesn't succeed, you yeah. know, or whatever. Like, I think just, a, and it would have gotten me more into the music, I think, if I could have just been like, yeah. okay, I'm trying to stay on beat or whatever, you know. That's but. that's awesome and definitely would give you something to do more than click a button every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I also thinking too, going back to the idea of they should have a way that you can fail. They should have lined everyone up at the end and let you make an accusation. Yeah. Like, well, like based on what you've found in this game, who do you think it is? Murder mystery games never get this right. There's like, it's so hard in these choice-based things where it's, you want your player to get to the right answer, but you also don't want it to be too obvious and you don't want them to fail. Mm-hmm. But it is like, that is the fantasy of a murder mystery game is that you want to figure it out in here, in your head, not... Because the game is prompting you to get yeah, it right, you want to you know? feel one step ahead at all at all times. If you're trying right. to sell me on this like detective fantasy, you have to let me be a detective. The, sure. the only yeah. time I felt like the choices mid song because there was there was uh, when you're during the songs there was timers on your choices, yeah. and the only time I felt like I could have some sort of stake in that was when you're in the underworld and you're deciding who's going to stay on the throne. Yeah. You know, yes. that I was like, okay, I can clearly see what's going to happen here. I would have almost appreciated like in the, like um, it during the song, like when they're presenting the options, something like if you go this way, this, like it doesn't have to be the exact path you go on, but like you will have be not in good favor with like Pan yes. or be yes. in good favor. And maybe that like kind of, take some of the mystery out of it, but I, I need a, I need a little the, direction. The game needs systems. Like yes. you need, yeah. especially choice-based stuff, you need to understand what you're doing in order for the choices to feel meaningful. Otherwise yeah. it's just like, well, who cares? You know, yeah. just, the, Disco did a really, uh, most, really good job. Most of, of the time, yeah. My biggest complaints with Disco is where you got to a choice that you had to get a specific right answer for but usually I fully agree with you they gave you choices that were permanent and 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 you had a sense of if you could do it and they told you afterwards like what just happened because of the thing that you did at the very least it needs to be more finite like this game had very few like finite choices where it's like one or the other you know it's it's um there's the you can pick between Persephone or Apollo to be like your sort of shepherd Mm -hmm. there's like the Freddy versus Pan choice and then Mm -hmm. there's like the throne choice so like the big three that are like these are the permanent yeah yeah uh roadblocks but even then it's just like shading it's not really like oh you're like closing yourself off to certain paths it's just like oh like do you want to hang out with <laughs> Troy Baker or whoever <laughs> yeah, totally. the voice actor is Troy, for Troy, Troy. I Troy. <laughs> um anyways I think if maybe we can I want to say a couple quick compliments to the oh, game, yeah, which sure. is that I, again, we talked about it a little bit, but the art style I think is awesome. Yeah. I actually read a review too that said that they didn't think the characterizations of the gods were good. And I was like, I disagree. I think That'd they, oh, I yeah. really liked, especially, um, I thought the Aphrodite characterization was really interesting mm-hmm. um, with her being like, having this like really deep sort of traumatic PTSD, you know? Yeah, totally. and, um, Cause it's, um, she's, Hephaestus, right? Yeah. And it's like, I thought that was really interesting character shading and this idea of them coming to America because of, I'm assuming, World War II. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I liked, the, I liked the modernization. I think it was done yeah, in a, the oracle. Like a tasteful way. Oh, I yeah. loved With the, just a kid on a computer. I loved yeah, the oracle vibe and her being like, I'm not an oracle, I just have like an IP address. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is, in Greek mythology, because I'm not, a student of that at all. Um, is Apollo usually a reluctant prophecy teller? I don't know if he's reluctant, but there is such a thing in Greek tragedy of like prophecy. People who know things about the future are like really tragic characters. I, you know? I did love, and if it isn't a usual telling of the character, then I'll give even more credit. Cause I did love that Apollo was like, no, I'm choosing not to use my power because yeah. it's so depressing or whatever. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Similar yeah. to, um, God of War Ragnarok, I really liked this game's interpretation, or mostly really liked this game's interpretation of prophecy, where it's like knowing it locks you into it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's like a cool rule about prophecy. Yeah. And I, so there's there's there are good things about this game and like interesting swings. It's just about, I think it's more about landing the plane than it's not like they didn't have anything of value that they were working with. They didn't, they just didn't like wrap it all up perfectly in one swoop or yeah. anything like that, you know? Sure. Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, let's take another quick break and we will come back with our final thoughts and ratings. Uh, welcome. Oh. Welcome back. No, it's okay. You can, <laughs> you don't need to Wait, silence spo- yourself. Spoiler, they're supposed to guess the cat. Oh, right? 
Pepper. Pepper. <laughs> she's so cute. Pepper. It's all curled she's, up. She's alive. Um, <laughs> okay, she's Jimmy, that's so you. Alive. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, 2.5, I, I want to stress, like, it's kind of a positive 2.5. I feel like this season, my whole thing has been, like, nuance like well, i really keep every single one of your ratings is 2.5 facing west you know yeah. facing, <laughs> facing a three like right it's so right ri- rising sun 2.5 yeah, yeah it's like, like my rating is a three sun 2.5 moon yeah. and five rising i don't know i think it's interesting um yeah so yeah like a 2.5 but don't get it twisted i'm not trying to say that i like hated this game i, I actually really didn't even though i think it it missed almost everything with this slight exception of the dating sim component. Um, I, I do love what this game went for. Um, I think I think there was a ton of positives. Um, I hope that they, uh, they make more of these games. And even if they never make another one of this, of this franchise or, or the, not a franchise, of this game or, or whatever, um, I'm, I'm really happy that we had some of our favorite voice actors get mm-hmm. some, some good material. Um, yeah. To act, you know, again, Troy, Laura, um, Kari, and Ashley all did a really underused good job. Ashley, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's tasteful though. Every time underused, <laughs> criminally, well, criminally there's, underused. There's two games that I can suggest for you in which, <laughs> and she was used correctly in those games, yeah. but that doesn't make doesn't change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a two point five. Please make more of of the yep. t- make these types of swings. Didn't work this time, but you shouldn't give up. Um, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't, don't give up. <laughs> so condescending. No, I know. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm positive. I'm I know what you mean. Is yeah. you're saying like I don't want this to be misconstrued as me saying you know I only want to play um you know God of War ten. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This this um uh, two point five for me um you know I think it steers away from being like unbearable by nature of the length of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think if it was oh, like yeah. a, this was 10 hours, if this was like mm-hmm. 10, 15 hours, I think I would have had a really rough time with it. Um, but you know, um, uh, I'll echo what lad Jimmy said, you know, I, I, I think there's like good material here or there's like something that could work. It just kind of missed the mark on everything. I think hiring better, um, you know, writers for the music would have really bumped it up quite a bit, you know. Um, and, you know, it, it felt, it, as I was playing this, it kind of felt how I felt watching um, that Jennifer Lawrence comedy this year. What was that called? No Hard Feelings. No Hard Feelings, yeah, yeah. where I was like, you know, this is not very good, but I'm really happy to be watching like a yeah. studio comedy, right? Absolutely. And in this sense, it's like, you know, this is not very good, but I'm really happy that this kind of thing got made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was enough there for me to sort of like grasp onto um, in terms of like the art style and some of the performances and stuff that I, I wasn't just like pissed off the whole time. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've said everything else I need. Then two, 2.5 lads for this one. Yeah, I mean, I keep it short and sweet. I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, I'll just add to, again, what I sort of said at the beginning of this podcast, which is um, I think the reason that I bumped, because I was also kind of at a 2.5 for a mm-hmm. hot sec. I think I bumped it up to a 3 because of the the human hands element. Mm-hmm. Like, I just really felt every inch of a person, of human beings working on this game because it's just so something that, like, it's something that is so... Um, it really resists marketability. <laughs> like it yeah. really it like resists capitalism in a way. Right, right. It's just so specific and so buck wild and so niche and so who is this for? And mm-hmm. like, I just love that. I love that these these fucking weirdos <laughs> all came together. I was like, wouldn't this be funny? Like, it feels like something that they came up with on like shrooms, and then we're like, that's actually that's a good one. Let's yeah. do that, you know. And um, I love that. I love the vibe of what they created and um. I want more games like this. I think we've talked about this before, but I actually really feel like I tend to lean towards favoring smaller games in general. Mm, yeah. um, and so playing a game like this to cap off the season, I thought was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I don't um, I don't fault anybody on this game. Like, even though I talked a lot about like, oh, I didn't think the lyricism was good. I think the music, like, I don't, I don't think it's like, oh, you, you malicious, you know, you had like malintent creating this or anything it's just like no like they there are things that could have been improved upon 
But given, I'm sure this was probably made on a shoestring budget, you know, given the budget and given probably their time constraints and everything too, they just, it's it's a great what they made and like so fun. And I hope that this, um maybe it's like a, a Cana Bridge of Spirits thing where it proves to be like a proof of concept. Yeah. It's like, see, like the studio and like this team can do things. We just gotta, now we'll give you some opportunity to like, with a little more money and a little more time, maybe you can like really land the plane the next time. You yeah. Know? Something like that. But Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Stray Gods, three out of five. Amazing. Well, last game of the season. We did yeah. it. Wahoo! <laughs> um, next next time you'll be listening to our voices, uh, if you're going in sequential order um, mm-hmm. through the podcast, um, will be our season three wrap up. And goddamn, I think we're getting close to episode 30 on the pod. This too. this is episode 30. This is this episode is 30. 30. Wow. Another 30. special Another episode. special reason. Is it weird to say that that sounds like not that many? Like, I thought it would have been more by now. It I mean, it makes like a sense. lot to that, me. It is a lot, but no, it, it is. But I, if you had told me that this was our 50th episode, I would have been like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Not, not to like undercut all of our conviction but i'm so proud that we like have mm-hmm. done 30 episodes we made it too. Yeah. yeah no no stomping here anyways here's uh, to 30 more and that's it here's the, here's <laughs> yeah we're the, a 60 episode series here's the 30 more uh, we'll we'll tune back in next time for our season three wrap-up we will where we will be ruthlessly and violently ranking these games <laughs> until violently ranking uh, is un- so apt <laughs> until one person comes out the victor yeah <laughs> and then next next <laughs> Wielding the, last the, the severed limbs of the other lands. <laughs> we'll wear your face as a trophy. Whoa. <laughs> oh boy. Thanks for listening to the Lads Who Game podcast. Be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're looking for more Lads content, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lads Who Game. And head to our website, ladswhogame.com, for write ups, ratings, and guest essays. You can also check us out on our Twitch channel to watch us stream our current game, Fortnite, RuneScape, and more. Oh, did we want to talk about... 9-11? <laughs> Jimmy.